Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the Ohio State House and give you an update today as session was called by the new elected speaker, Jason Stevens. Now, he was not elected by a majority of Republicans, as we announced to you over the last couple of weeks on this program, but he was really uh, elected by a majority of Democrats. Now, get a hold of yourself for a minute. That's right. This is supposed to be a red state. This is the state that uh, won the U.S. Senate race for J.D. Vance, uh, swept the statewide. Uh, the Ohio Senate hold a supermajority of Republicans. The Ohio House is supposed to be holding a supermajority of 67 of the 100-seat General Assembly held by Republicans, but you wouldn't know it for what's going on in Columbus. What are we talking about? We're talking about that the conservative that was all slated to take the gavel Derek Marin from the Toledo area, a strong conservative in his caucus, were about to lead the charge on additional pro-life legislation, this legislation that would protect our children in the schools from the transgender agenda of the radical left, protect women's sports and uh, school choice advancement in the state. All of that is gone now, gone with the wind. And we're going to tell you why. Because 22 traitor Republicans voted with 32 Democrats uh, to elect this Jason Stevens. And if you think that I'm exaggerating, let's take a listen to what happened in the Ohio House today for the first session. And, folks, this was just supposed to be a ceremonial first session with rules and leadership being elected. Let's go to the Ohio State House. Majority floor leader, the majority whip, and the assistant majority whip for the 135th General Assembly of Ohio. The question is, shall the resolution be adopted? The House will prepare and proceed to vote. The House will prepare and proceed to vote. The role is- will the gentleman please state what rule, statute, or, or constitutional is being violated? The rules of the House specifically state that a representative, when he stands up to be asked to be recognized and to offer an amendment, he has the right to be recognized. Representative Josh Williams from Lucas County stood up well ahead of time and as elected, duly elected a member, Mr. Speaker, he asked to be recognized. You refused to recognize him. He filed an amendment legally, according to the House rules, to be considered. You refused to allow him to offer an amendment, and you refused to recognize his presence in this House of Representatives. It's completely uncalled for and inappropriate and a violation of these rules. There's a next resolution where multiple people are going to stand up to be recognized. And, Mr. Speaker, I hope you follow our rules and recognize these duly elected members. That was State Representative Derek Marin. He was the man that was basically betrayed behind the scenes by a group of moderate, uh, Repo- I'm going to say Democrats, <laughs> which could be truer to the, uh, to the line, 22 who voted with the Democrats and elected Jason Stevens over Derek Marin, who had 45 votes. So the Republican caucus actually today, and we're going to have with us later on the program, Jack Windsor is going to come in and weigh in on this. He's going to actually articulate for us just exactly what the voter betrayal took place. But with me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis of Richville Bible Baptist Church right here in the greater Cleveland area. Also, Pastor John Coates of Columbus. 
Uh, these two men I respect, uh, their opinion. We talk often. We pray for leadership. We pray for those who lead us in government. But we're also not ignorant of the times of what, in which we live, and we have to tell the people what really is going on here. So uh, with that, Pastor John, when you saw that today, you were watching online the House session as I was. What was your thoughts? Well, it was very disappointing, and you would think that in 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 this house that's supposed to be a house of um, of democracy, that the speaker in its um, session would have recognized members that stood up to be recognized and um, and just refused refused to do so. So it seems like that the same um, old games that we see other places are actually being played out in Ohio as well. Pastor Al Davis, uh, you know, this is a man who just put together his leadership team, according to the State House News Bureau yesterday. Karen Kassler was reporting. Uh, he put together uh, John Cross uh, and uh, as my, as a, a floor leader, along with uh, Representative Bill Seitz and uh, two other members. The point of order was because the 35 or 40 other Republicans were about to enter into a motion to talk about someone else being uh, in consideration for leadership. But this was this was just him ramming it through. This isn't exactly how, if you want to mend the fence and build relationships and unify the party and go forward, this isn't exactly how you do it, is it, Pastor? Oh, no. You would think that uh, you would be conciliatory and trying to work to mend fences, like you said, real, realizing you know that there's obviously a rift that needs to be attended to in order that the people's business can be uh, taken care of there in the House of Representatives. I honestly have to say my first reaction hearing that, um, I've, I've been preaching through Proverbs in our church, and Proverbs twenty nine sixteen says, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth. And that's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard how he flagrantly violated the rules of the House that he is supposed to be upholding and tried to ram that through uh, without recognizing duly elected representatives of the people. Uh, this this is something that, as you said, it's unprecedented. And uh, you know, God's people certainly need to be praying for our state today, don't they? Uh, they do, and they need to lift their voices. And we're going to give you talking points. We're going to give you action items on this program. You're listening to News in Focus, a broadcast of the Ohio Christian Alliance. We're a public policy grassroots organization that defends the rights of Christians in the public square and defending religious liberty and defending the right for life. And what's happening right now is we just came through the 50th anniversary of Roe, and thank God that Roe was finally overturned after a half a century, nearly half a century. June 24th, will go, 2022, will go down as a day of liberation when the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. But now the battle goes back to the states, and that's why, folks, get a hold of yourself. That's why it's so important what we're talking to you about right now, because the NARAL and abortion right groups like Planned Parenthood are coming to Ohio to steal away our pro-life laws that are protecting the unborn, and they're going to go to the ballot. But these people in the Ohio General Assembly that sided with the Democrats, they're on a march for death. I'm telling you, folks, 
look, look, we're going to give you more and more. You're going to hear pro-life leaders on this program in the coming weeks. You're going to hear from Mike Gunadakis of Ohio Right to Life and Laura Streetman from Cincinnati Right to Life. And you're going to hear from Beth Vanderkoy and Mark Harrington again, and a number of them across the state. And they're going to tell you what I'm telling you now. And they're, they're going to uh, corroborate the evidence that we better prepare because we could end up like Michigan, where they're going to throw us all the way back to row. Uh, or worse, in this state with a ballot initiative. That's why we wanted to raise it to 60% threshold. But Pastor John, Pastor Al, uh, this man ran out the clock with, listen, giving it to the Democrats. The Democrats did not want us to pass a 60% threshold amendment for the May ballot, and he's running out the clock. And folks, I'm telling you right now, it's dead. It's not going to be on the May ballot. It's going to be on the November ballot. And if they get there before us, that means there won't be a 60% threshold, it'll be a 50% threshold, and they could actually, with all the money they'll pour into the state, they could actually win that, and we could be a death state to the unborn. The, the unborn have a target on their head. Pastor John Coates, who served on Ohio you know, the, Life uh, in the past. Uh, Your thoughts? Absolutely. As advocates, we 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 uh, ask our constituencies to um, to call their representatives, call their state senators. But now is a is the right time, is is a um, prudent time, a critical time to get in touch with those who represent you in the Ohio House of Representatives, and to make sure that they're on the right side of this issue because. Presently, the most powerful person in the state house today is Allison Russo, who is the minority leader, the Democrat minority leader. Who and it really looks as if Chris that she is pulling the strings of the Speaker of the House and whoever else may be aligned um, with him. Never before, I, I, I mean, all thirty-two Democrats voted for. Uh, Jason Stevens to become Speaker of the House, and the backstory and of 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 what was going on with Representative Derek Marin at the time, and 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 I offer my condolences to his to his family right now because as as this all was going down, he had a very sick relative. I believe his his father was his dying. father was in hospice. Yes, his father. And us dying, and ultimately he passed. He passed away, and we're, and we're certainly keeping him and his, his family in our prayers. But, but all of this was going on in the backdrop, and I don't believe that this just happened all of a sudden. I believe that no. this had been planned, it had been worked, and um, and I'm really interested to hear what the investigative journalists are going to have on the, the, some of the things that he may have found in relationship to um, to how long this may have been, this plot may have been taking place. Well, that's right. Uh, Pastor John, thank you for that. And I thank you for, you've been a longtime pro-life advocate. You served on the board of Ohio Right to Life. You've been out there uh, in the fight for the struggle for the unborn uh, in the state to defend their lives. Uh, and thank you for that. And th th so the, the, the battle goes on and we got a lot of work in front of us. And our fellow Ohioans, we're going to have to convince them uh, if a ballot initiative does get formulated, puts on the ballot by uh, NARAL and Planned Parenthood, uh, that it doesn't throw our state backwards when it comes to the pro-life cause. But again, this dastardly deed that was done uh, to side over with the Democrats uh, for the speaker with a minority of Republicans, only 22, and a majority of Democrats, was done against Derek Marin when he was in 
hospice for the full month of December. When we were celebrating Christmas, this man was in hospice with his pastor father, a Baptist pastor father, Derek Marin's pastor father, was in hospice who ended up dying on December the 28th. And he said that's when they did this, and that's all in Cleveland.com. We're not telling you anything that wasn't in the papers, folks. And Pastor Al, that's that's a terrible thing, isn't it? And it, it talks about it talks about character in this way, and and negative character. Talk to us about that, Pastor Al. You're right again, and and like I said when we talked about when the wicked are multiplied, transgression transgression increases, and and that's what we see happening all throughout this whole sordid affair. The transgressions, the the going back on agreements, and and the word that was given uh, to support Marin, and then turning back on that, the the underhanded deals that were made and then denied, and we still don't know the you know all of the deals that were made. Uh, we can guess at some of them, obviously, but especially when we look at this uh, uh, this abortion situation in Ohio now. You know, Ohio was becoming a pro-life state, a state that was recognized for valuing life. And now we're faced in a situation, is Ohio going to follow the bloodlust of the Democrats who, who just seek to destroy and kill innocent unborn children all the way up until the time of birth? Or are we going to take a stand for life? And And really, this is just a a symptom of what Paul warned about when he said we fight spiritual wickedness in high places. And, you know, we've seen that happen to strike like they did when uh, Derek Marin's father was lying on his deathbed and they were dealing with that. And then to do such an underhanded, dastardly deed like this, uh, it, it's just, it's it's very sad, but uh, I think God's people need to be encouraged and need to understand that uh, God still is there, and he is still reachable. We can still pray for our state, and we can still pray. You know, the Bible says that the king's heart is in his hand, and we need to pray that God will wake people up in this state and turn the heart of our representatives to support that which is good and right. Jesus said that the kingdom of uh, heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know, folks, we're in a spiritual battle, just what Pastor Al was talking about. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But we are to be advocates. We are to be those who are involved in the fight. And it's not sitting at home. It's getting involved. It's it's picking up your phone and, uh, you know, politely but firmly. Uh, talking to your state representative or his office or her office, uh, always using respect, but at the same time being firm of voice. You are a voter. These are the people that were elected to represent you. And gentlemen, I have to tell you that my the, the man that just was asking for my vote in November voted against the conservative member. He he said he was a conservative, but he voted with the Democrats for this speaker. I'm I'm furious personally, and um, I know that a number of uh, county chair uh, Republican parties are considering censuring the 22 Republicans. I was going to say 22 Democrats again because they joined the Democrats. <laughs> uh, this, for all intents and purposes, is a Democratic speaker because he was uh, elected by a majority of the Democrats. And in fact, all today's votes, again, by leadership and these other things, they're still giving him everything he wants because 
every single one. I've never seen that on the board before, Pastor John. You've been down there a long time, too. Pastor Al, as you are as well. There would be a few Democrats. I'm not voting for that, you know, because they're they're the hard leftists. They're not going to vote for a Republican. If they're all voting for him, what does that tell you, folks? Something smells really bad here. So what we're telling you is it's just beginning. And when you heard that raucous caucus today on the floor, and by the way, when you hear silent mic, that's because they cut their microphones off. Pastor John, that's unheard of because – Again, cutting off their microphones when they're calling for a point of order, this is how the assembly is to operate. Every person there is on equal standing in that they're representing their uh, their district and the people from the state of Ohio. They aren't supposed to have their microphone cut off when they're doing a point of order. Pastor Al Davis, your thoughts? Well, oh, absolutely. Trying to silence any opposition. You know, we're not some third-world banana uh, dictatorship here, or at least we're not supposed to be, but they're governing that way. And uh, again, as you said, unprecedented and a violation of the House rules. I mean, uh, Stevens may be the elected Speaker of the House, but even in that position, he needs to realize that every other member of that House was elected by the people in their districts in a majority vote to be there to represent us, we the people, in the people's house there in Columbus, and to silence their microphones, to cut their microphones off, that really is silencing us. It's silencing the constituents of these representatives, and Ohioans ought to be outraged over this and let that outrage be known, as you said, in in polite fashion. But still, let let it be known to Speaker Stevens and to all those down in the Ohio House that uh, we are not happy with what they're doing and that we are watching. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of these people will pay a penalty when it comes time for the primaries next time around. Well, folks, listen to me. I'm telling you right now, the radical left that advances abortion, that, that doesn't want you to have choice of school. That, do, that wants to transition your children away from their born sexual identity, uh, all kinds of horrendous things that wants to groom your children into uh, uh, same-sex attraction of homosexuality or lesbianism, LB, LGBTQ. These folks were laughing and snickering at the conservatives, the good men and women of God that were down there, women like uh, Sarah Fowler, State Representative Sarah Fowler, strong Christian woman, uh, Representative Gary Click, Pastor Gary Click, uh, Scott Wiggum from Wayne County, Derek Marin, and so many more. They were snickering at them, and Jenna Powell, who introduced the Save Women Sports Act, that transgender men couldn't compete against when they were laughing and smirking at them when this was happening today. I got to tell you, pastors, my blood was boiling. My blood was boiling when I watched that today. Pastor John, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the things that you have just mentioned, Chris, that's the real agenda. That's really what's going on. And today we got a chance to see displayed before us the power of the speakership. The power of the speaker. He didn't try to do what he did. Stevens didn't attempt to do what he did. He did it, and that's that's the power of the speakership. And um, and ladies and gentlemen, organizations like Planned Parenthood, NARAL, Ohio Pro Pro Choice, these organizations are well funded. 
and, and Ohio is in their national crosshairs. And they're in their national, we're in their national crosshairs, and we have to get prepared, um, come informed, get prepared, and hold our elected representatives um, um, accountable and tell them what we expect of them within the well of the Ohio House of Representatives. And kudos to the Ohio Republican Central Committee as their first action in censuring, slapping on the hand uh, of, of, of these 22 Republicans that betrayed, that betrayed um, uh, re- Republican voters across this state. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for that. We're going to put up an agenda item on our website, folks. Be watching carefully. We're going to work with some other organizations as well. It's going to be a multi-level effort here. We're going to put for you a list of agenda items we're going to ask our representatives to support in this General Assembly. When we went to the polls last November, Pastor Al, we went there to protect life, to defend religious liberty, uh, to defend our children in school, that they could learn the three R's and not not uh, some queer agenda that the radical left and the, and the perverts have planned for our children and what the wicked have planned for children. We wanted our children to be raised in a godly environment. We voted for that. We did not vote for this. Your thoughts, Pastor Al? You're right again. Um, when we went there, I mean, the the overwhelming majority, the, the hope that we saw uh, electing a supermajority of uh, many conservatives, uh, godly individuals, you pointed some of them out, uh, Representative Fowler, Representative Quick, and and many others down there, uh, people who are committed to life, people who are committed to protecting uh, our children, people who are committed to uh, protecting the uh, education in our, in our schools, uh, our founding documents and such not. And yet we're seeing now all of that like the rug being pulled out from underneath us. And this is where, again, we need to be in prayer. And as you said, pointing out that we need to do something. We need to do more than just uh, commiserate over this and, and complain. We need to start on our knees in prayer and then get up, contact these people, contact the office of the speaker, and let it be known that we're watching, that we see what's happening, that we're not happy, and that... Uh, uh, we are going to be active uh, in the next uh, cycle, trying to elect good men and good women to the state house that'll stand for our values and whose word means something. Clearly, uh, some of these people down there, their word means nothing except uh, to who pays them the most money. And uh, so I'm a little upset, I guess, over that, Chris. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know we are, and the Lord understands that. And we do need to continue to pray and to be active. And I'm so glad for you, you men, that I can talk to. And I'm glad you came on the program to, today. Again, as Pastor Al Davis of Richfield Bible Baptist Church right here in the Richfield area, also known as Live with Pastor Al, uh, and then Pastor John Coates from the Greater Columbus area. And the uh, uh, tell us the organization that you work with there, Pastor John. Well, I pastor the Metropolitan Church of God in Christ and I'm president of the Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance of Columbus. I have enjoyed that, too. I've joined some of your Zoom meetings with that and really enjoyed the fellowship. Thank you, men, for both joining me today. I'm going to have you back on for another pastor's panel and discussion on this, and we'll stay in prayer. Thank you both. Thank Thank you. you. God bless. God bless. God bless.
the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Johnette Cruz and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Okay, we're back, and we're going to continue our discussion on the Ohio State House and what happened with the speaker's race and uh, election. And it is going to be an ongoing problem, as you just heard our pastor's panel talk about what happened today in the Ohio General Assembly with the first session uh, that was called since uh, uh, Jason Stevens was elected speaker, and it did not go well. Uh, the The Republican conservatives uh, were gaveled down. Uh, their amendments were not heard. Uh, you heard that earlier in the program. And with us on the phone is Jack Windsor. Uh, he is a reporter with the Ohio Press Network. Uh, you've heard of Jack's work over the last few years as he has covered uh, the State House News and has been on a number of programs. Uh, Jack, welcome to the program. Hey, Chris. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here uh, with you and the answer listeners. Thanks for choosing me today. Absolutely. Word. I and you know, the answer and I go ahead. Word. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, I was going to tee it off by saying, you know, the Ohio Republican Party did censure the 22. I, I keep on wanting to call them Democrats because they voted with the Democrats, the 32 Democrats they voted with. There was 22 of them. And uh, the, the Republican Party censured them in a central committee uh, resolution. Now you've had a half a dozen other uh, county chairs that have uh, censured them as well, and another half a dozen is considering a censorship of the 22. So it, it start, the word is starting to get out of exactly how bad this really is for the Republican agenda that was supposed to be led by a conservative, Derek Marin. Walk us through what happened and why that betrayal is a big deal. Yeah, so we caught wind of this um, maybe a couple of weeks prior to the January 3rd uh, floor vote. 
that would have required you know Democrats and Republicans to choose a House Speaker. Now, the the point that is super important is to remember that on November 16th, Derek Maron was elected by the Republicans behind closed doors to be their next speaker for the 135th General Assembly. Now, uh, there are a couple of important facts that I want to unpack about that. First of all, in order to vote uh, in that caucus, uh, the anti-up, if you will, was that members had to say, look, I will uh, pledge to um, support whoever wins the race, even if it's not my person. So they voted, and uh, that was the ante up uh, to consider and to vote. And so then after a couple of rounds, uh, Derek Marin ended up besting Jason Stevens by, I think it was four or five votes. Uh, Phil Plummer was also in the mix, but he got knocked out in the first round. Now, at the end of that vote, um, everyone except for Scott Olslanger, uh, they agreed that we are going to rally around Derek Marin and we are going to support him from the floor on January 3rd. So that's a critical point, because one of the points of contention that you will hear from a lot of folks around the state of Ohio, you mentioned uh, there being party groups that are uh, censuring these 22. Uh, some of them are going, well, hey, you know, Larry Householder did the same thing. No, he didn't. Uh, Larry Householder did not uh, did not have uh, representatives breach caucus uh, promises that they made. Uh, that that caucus vote never happened for Larry Householder. So that is significant. Uh, many Republicans are going, now, wait a minute. If you can't uphold the fidelity uh, in the promise that you made to your 67 teammates, how in Hades are you going to keep your commitments to, you know, 100, 120, 150,000 constituents uh, that are entrusting you with their money and power to make decisions in Columbus, Ohio? Well, that's exactly right, uh, because, you know, what has happened here was a betrayal of the vote of the caucus. And obviously, this is going to carry over the next two years. You see that um, uh, today on the floor already just with a motion for leadership vote. What what did you make of that? I've never seen anything like it, uh, Chris. And I talked with some insiders that have been around Capitol Square for the better part of 20 to 30 years. And the bulk of what I heard was, um, that's problematic. Uh, Jason Stevens, now remember, if you, I don't know if you've talked about this on your show, but a lot of the folks who voted for him over Derek Marin said things like, we don't think Derek's going to listen. Uh, we, we don't think Derek's a unifier. We believe that Jason Stevens is a unifier. If you watch that short episode today, I didn't see much listening or unity at all. And that was the, I guess, troublesome part for a lot of people that I talked to in the wake of it was not only did he uh, ignore people, he ignored 35 members of his own party who attempted to amend the rules, flat out ignored them. Uh, and then the only black member of the GOP um, uh, group, he flat out ignored. Uh, Josh Williams tried to um, you know, make a very strong point, and he, he simply ignored him. I've never seen anything like it. A lot of Republicans have never seen anything like it. And you may have talked about this if you did, and I missed it. I apologize. But before they went on to the floor today in caucus, um, Derek Marin is actually the leader. He's the chairman of the GOP caucus. And Phil Plummer is actually the chairman of what you would call their uh, committee finance arm. So you have a group, you have quite a fracture in the party, and there are probably around 40 people who are supporting the majority, and then you have Stevens and his 21, and then maybe there are a few in the middle who are still undecided. But what you saw today was Jason Stevens not giving regard to anybody, 
And the question that people are begging to ask is, is this what the 135th General Assembly is going to be like? Is it going to be an authoritarian steamroller with the gavel, basically telling people to shut up and ramrodding things through the House? And what I see going through the House is going to be have the Democrats will have their fingers all over it. In fact, there was a lot of snickering going on today over there on the uh, Democratic side towards the Republican conservatives. Uh, you know, people like uh, Scott Wiggum and uh, Derek Barron and uh, Sarah Fowler and Jenna Powell and some of our good conservatives on that side were being snickered at by the Democrats because you thought you were going to have power. Now we're in power. I got to tell you, Jack, this is this is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And this can't end well uh, for the Republican cause across Ohio. And I think some of the Republican chapters are just starting to wake up. I mean, the Ohio Republican Party Central Committee censured uh, half a dozen other chapters. But again, in fairness, a lot of these county Republican parties don't even get together that often with their executive uh, committees to vote. So they haven't even met yet to consider a resolution. And the word's just getting out across the state of exactly what happened. It's like, wait a second, Republicans swept the statewide, the governor, the Senate uh, race, uh, supermajority in the House, 67, supermajority in the Senate, but yet uh, 22 de- uh, Republicans, I keep wanting to call them Democrats, 22 uh, Democrat Republicans, I guess we could call them, uh, voted with the Demo- Democrats and elected this guy, by the way, who nobody knows. I've never met him. When I talked to the Senate president a few weeks ago at a swearing-in for Keith Faber, he said, Chris, I just met him after he was elected and he came over here to greet me. Think about that. That's that's how unknown this guy is. I mean, he's supposed to be the yeah. Speaker of the House. All of this doesn't add up right. Your thoughts, Jack? No. Well, I think there there's so much here, and we could unpack this over several shows. But, um, you know, Jason Stevens was appointed by Larry Householder uh, back in around, I believe it was 2019. Um, so, you know, he hasn't been around for a, a long time. Um as far as Democrats being in control, that's that's exactly it. So the rules that passed today, uh, a majority of Republicans didn't have input. I want you to think about that. There were 35 to maybe 40 people represented by um, Josh Williams and Scott Wiggum, whom you mentioned, a Republican from the Wooster area, uh, who tried to chime in and say point of order or an amendment. And uh, and Stevens didn't listen to them. So the, the 32 Democrats that supported him really had more input on these rules than the Republican Party. And you can go, well, why does that matter? Well, it matters because the rules matter, uh, because those are the, those are the things that determine how this game's going to be played uh, for the next year. And oh, by the way, it is a supermajority uh, in in Ohio government um, by Republicans, and, but you wouldn't know that. And, and what's really at risk, I'm going to cut through to the chase, what's really at risk here is that um, there is a lot of speculation, and even some of the Democrats have said it without flat out saying it, that Jason Stevens bargained with them in order to get the speakership. Well, what did he bargain? Um, he's going to make sure that uh, the resolution that would require a 60% approval to get a constitutional amendment uh, on the books doesn't pass. Why does that matter? Because there are two liberal groups right now that already have language akin to what went on in Michigan 
um, in, in New Mexico with respect to abortion, abortion up to 24 weeks with lots, lots of loopholes, some transgender language. And oh, by the way, if, if mom's depressed, even though if she's healthy and the baby's healthy, that might be reason to abort the child. Um, so, so that's problematic. Um, they've also apparently made a commitment that they're not going to allow something like that, the backpack bill that would provide education choice in the state of Ohio to pass. They've also uh, allegedly uh, promised to allow the Democrats to cram a bunch of stuff into the budget, which will come out soon. And that allows a lot of their initiatives to get passed without a lot of scrutiny. Because outside of the Ohio Press Network, which I'm editor-in-chief of, there aren't a lot of mainstream outlets that really cover the innards, right, the nuts and bolts, the, the stuff that goes on in the state house, um, And so a lot of it can get over the finish line without much attention. Those are significant issues to a lot of people. Um, you've got abortion, you've got uh, education choice, you've got chan- transgender uh, activism, and you've got uh, the Democrats uh, putting stuff into the budget. When you have 67 Republicans in the House to 32 Democrats, they didn't need one Democrat to get anything done. That's what makes this all so confusing. We're talking with Jack Windsor. He's with the Ohio Press Network. Jack, how can folks find the paper and actually sign up to receive the copy and uh, what, you, what you folks are publishing? Chris, thank you for the opportunity to, to plug the Ohio Press Network, and it's that. It's all the W's, theohiopressnetwork.com. Uh, you get about five free articles a month, and uh, after that, you have to subscribe, and we ask you to subscribe because that's what allows us to put reporters on the street and to give you the uh, trustworthy, honest reporting that you need uh, to have a pulse on the people, politics, and policies in the state of Ohio. So you can go do your thing and then make wise decisions. So all the W's, the Ohio Press Network.com, and then you can go to subscribe, and uh, you can ex- subscribe with a, a credit card, and, uh, and it's a, a low monthly cost to do so. Well, we're so glad you folks will be covering the State House because, as you said, it's really needed. The Columbus Dispatch cut their staff. Uh, a number of the other uh, print papers have cut their staff, uh, Cincinnati uh, and in Cleveland, cleveland.com. And so we need more reporting, not less, on these things because this is what uh, will be the policy for our state. One of the things we're greatly concerned about is the founding of American Documents curriculum, which we got passed in 2012, which requires the teaching of the founding documents in the Ohio classroom from the 8th to the 12th grade with an end-of-course exam. The uh, radical left, uh, Teachers Union and OEA, have been trying to get rid of it ever since. Uh, they've been coming at us by trying to limit the uh, testing requirement, which would limit the time in the classroom. They try to eliminate the testing altogether, which uh, everyone understands would kill the bill entirely, the, the curriculum, and our children would not be learning about our founding uh, uh, as far as our American history and American government in Ohio schools as they are currently. So, you know, this is, I'm sure that's on the chopping block because they've been trying after it. And, you know, again, they're, the Democrats are so gleeful over all this. Uh, the 22 have uh, some interesting, each one of them have their own reasons, I suppose. But as they've been going back and forth well, with the people back in the communities, they've been giving a variety of lame reasons why they voted for Stevens over. Uh, Derek Marin, but there were uh, five uh, because Derek had 45. You just need five more. Uh, those people just turned retu- uh, turn their vote away. They betrayed. And so, again, as all as Republicans, it's just terrible what's happened here. And again, I've been down there for two decades. Jack, I've never seen anything like it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I haven't either. It's uh, it's you know, it's just a very discouraging day for people who. Um, want a party that is is steeped in principles and not in 
the lust for power. And, and that seems to be the case here. I've talked to insiders who say, look, um, Derek Marin, he upset the power structure because he was going to do some conservative stuff. And there were enough Republicans um, to get it done. And so, um, you know, somebody that is, is power hungry, like Jason Stevens, uh, got into that position because he bargained with uh, lobbying firms. Um, and that's good for the lobbying firms, because if they control, control, can control what goes through the house or doesn't, um, then they get paid a pretty penny uh, from their clients. And so he collaborated with Democrats in, in order to make it happen. And um, it just seems unfathomable, right? There is an absolute supermajority of Republicans, um, and, and it, they're going to be hard-pressed to get what, what a lot of your listeners would consider to be conservative legislation over the finish line. Now, I, I'll tell you um, what I've heard a lot of um, from uh, proponents of Team Stevens is what we call them, is that, uh, well, you're going to see some conservative legislation. What they're going to do is they'll push the Save Women's Sports Act through. They'll probably take a victory lap and go, see, we've, we, we told you we were going to do something, but then they don't want to talk about redistricting was another bargain, bargaining chip that we heard uh, was thrown in uh, by Jason Stevens uh, for the, to get Democrats to, to support him, um, that they would have a lot more control over the redistricting maps for both the United States Congress and, and you know, the state house. Um, and so those things are, are going to be in jeopardy again with the uh, constitutional amendment and abortion and education choice. So um, you, you would think in a state like Ohio, where it is completely red across the board, that those things would be over the finish line. Um, but because of what's going on in the Ohio State House now, that is absolutely not going to be the case. Um, it, it's it's a it's a total circus. Uh, what I saw today was a total circus. My thought is I've never seen anything like it, and uh, it's a shame for people who who really want conservative. Um, laws on the books. Um, they've been sold down the river for, you know, 30 shekels. Without question, there's been a betrayal here, because if it was Republicans working with Republicans, the Democrats would truly be the ones furious as to what's going on, because they are such a minority in the state right now, representing uh, only 32 of the 100 seats in the Ohio General Assembly. But quite honestly, um you wouldn't know that because of the 22 that walked over and voted with them. And, then, of course, that vote carried out today. I'm concerned about these amendments. I've seen a lot of bad things happen. So, for instance, let's go back a few years. We used to have from the 6th uh, through the 8th grade American history taught, which was preparatory for the founding American documents curriculum that's 8th through the 12th grade. But that was taken out, again, by teacher union interests, and it was done not as a standalone, Jack. It was done as an amendment. And people didn't even know what happened until it was, uh, you know, the smoke had cleared and the dust had settled. Uh, then it was gone. In fact, teachers then came up to uh, Sarah Follow, who was that time serving on the state school board, and said, school, uh, Sarah, even if I wanted to, I, could, I can't even teach this in the classroom because they've given me other curriculum to replace it. So that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen, Jack, undoubtedly, yep. with the Democrats working with, um, you know, the speaker. And again, he's beholden to them. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he's he's really postured himself um, on a couple of those key issues, one of them being the backpack bill, which is education choice. Uh, and the other one being the constitutional uh, uh, protection amendment or resolution that would require 60 percent in order to amend the Constitution. He said, well, hey, if you if you get 50 votes, right, then then I'll support it. And uh, people who are diligent and and wise go, oh, wait a minute, you're the speaker. 
and you've appointed the, the whip. That's your job. You're supposed to whip up support. You're supposed to listen to constituents and get those things over the finish line. And really what what he's doing, in essence, is he's kind of thumbing his nose at them and going, well, hey, good luck. Good luck getting the five votes that you would have needed to have Marin in this seat. Um, and so, you know, it's really kind of disingenuous. And, um, yeah, those things are those things are at risk for sure. Um, you know, social emotional learning uh, is is in vogue right now in, in Ohio. That that is more important than um, teaching uh, students our rich American history, not a perfect country. Uh, but we have worked to become a more perfect union. And if that weren't the case, you know, the funny thing is there wouldn't be 40 to 50,000 people coming across our southern border every month. That This was such a trash place that some of the liberals like to make it sound that it is that it is. But, um, you know, so social emotional learning is in vogue and, and they don't want to teach uh, our rich heritage through history. They also uh, kind of aren't doing real well with reading, writing, math and science in some areas, particularly when you get into urban areas. And and so education is, is a significant issue. And, you know, the reason that that constitutional uh, protection resolution is so important is that uh, there are a lot of well-funded left groups throughout the country that can pour millions of dollars into a state like Ohio, and they can craft a message that's probably half true. For example, what you'll see with uh, the abortion push is that they'll just say, no, we're just trying to codify Roe v. Wade. And when you really start, and, and by the way, that's what the media said. That's what everyone on the left has said uh, since the Dobbs decision, right? Is that well, we just need to codify Roe v. Wade. Well, no, it's a lot more than that. It'll go, it'll go um, much uh, further than that, and, and it'll have a lot more exceptions and, and probably some transgender stuff. But they'll have a lot of money behind it. They'll make a, you know, a lot of slick TV commercials, and um, people inside uh, the Columbus Beltway tell me that. 50% will get it done. So if it only requires 50% to get a constitutional amendment passed, uh, then they're going to pass it. At 60%, they won't. And they know that. And that's why the, the Democrats threw their support behind Jason Stevens, according to sources, because they want to get that abortion amendment on on the ballot, either in 23 or 24. And that's what makes us so nervous about all this, Jack, is that we fought really hard and long to build this conservative uh, you know, majority and, uh, and of course, for the two party systems, there's Republicans and Democrats. But in, within the Republican Party, there's only a core of true conservatives. It's about 35 or maybe 40 in the Ohio House right now, but it's not enough to get to the 50 vote mark to put Derek Marin in as speaker and or put a discharge petition on the floor, which is a bill that would go directly for a floor vote. So we're we're hard pressed right now. And folks, we're asking you to pay attention. We're going to have action items for you. It's not over yet. We've only just begun to fight. Uh, Jack, again, give the listeners uh, where they can follow you with the Ohio uh, Press Network. If you go to the OhioPressNetwork.com and at the top of the page, click on subscribe. That way you can make sure that you can access all of our reports uh, from now on uh, because we'll report a ton on what's going on stateside. And we have syndication relationships with some of the most notable outlets in the country to keep you up to speed with what's going on in Washington, D.C. and around the rest of America. So the OhioPressNetwork.com. Very good. Thank you, Jack, for being my guest today. I appreciate it very much. Uh, God bless you, Chris. Thanks so much. Have a good rest of the day. Yep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some closing thoughts. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. 
and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Okay, well, this weekend we had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. Sylvia, my wife, and I had an opportunity to go and to see the D-Day prayer that is now open to the public. Last Tuesday is when it became officially open to the public. There was an announcement by the um, Park Service. But we got word from Congressman Johnson's office on Wednesday as they went down and said, yep, it's open to the public. <laughs> and so we went down on Saturday. And, of course, it was a wonderful time to see the prayer in its completion at the Circle Remembrance. We're talking about FDR's D-Day prayer as a permanent addition there at the World War II Memorial. Many of you as listeners know that this has been a project of the Ohio Christian Alliance. It began with us. And actually, yours truly, I actually uh, woke up one morning with the idea, reached out to Congressman Bill Johnson and Senator Portman at the time, 11 years ago, to ask them to introduce legislation that would add FDR's D-Day prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial. And then here we are 11 years later, after getting it through Congress in 2014, lots of ups and downs. We had to raise the money through private donations. Lots of small donations came in with uh, really encouragement notes and uh, people talking about their uh, family members who served in World War II and were thanking us for the effort of adding this wonderful prayer. And then, of course, uh, we got the major grant from the Lilly Endowment uh, that helped us get it uh, finished. And that that's really how we got it over the top. And then, of course, the finalized plans, and it turned out really well. Well, I encourage you to go to our website, Ohio Christian Alliance, also ddayprayerproject.org, and you'll see the images of the prayer as it is now at the World War II Memorial Circle Remembrance. And one of the things that Sylvia and I were doing, we were watching as people were coming up and reading the prayer, and uh, young people and uh, all kinds of uh, ages of people were coming in and uh, reading the prayer. And that's what it's all about, and we were so encouraged by that. And so we thought about all the veterans that we had promised over the years that we would get it done. And so we can officially say, mission accomplished. The D-Day prayer is now open to the public in Washington, D.C., and we encourage you to go. We have a couple of videos at our website. Just click on the icon at the top, D-Day prayer project, uh, mission accomplished. And uh, also D-Day prayer edition is now open to the public. And that's at our website at ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Well, thank you for listening. If you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening.
You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.